so what hip hop recording artist did a deal with Google and no one's like even talking about it? What is going on, everybody? It is Lauren Delisa Coleman back with another episode of Beats and Bites. So excited to get into this episode because, as I mentioned last episode, I've got a hot interview for you. So I want to really just kind of get right into it. But before I do, um, of course, I'm sure you're all thinking, wait, she has an interview, but she's not going to be talking about all of this around the Grammys. And you guys know I really hate to, quote unquote, repurpose content, right? So, you know, the podcast is kind of always the the middle of the road vibe. And then um, my newsletter on LinkedIn, which drops every Monday, my cultural intel brief is a little more, you know, on the gritty side, right? Of, Of looking at still emerging technology, mass media entertainment, but specifically from a hip hop point of view, this is more music and entertainment. And then for my column on NASDAQ, that's a higher kind of business point of view, higher enterprise point of view. So, you know, I've got you covered on all bases, but just saying that to say that, yes, I'm talking about the Grammys, honey, of course, but it is in my LinkedIn newsletter because it was perfect timing, right? Monday, very, very much, you know, quarterbacking it. And you don't want to miss it because nobody's really talked about what IBM did with the Grammys and leveraging Gen AI and so much more. So I won't say any more about it you haven't already checked it out, you're going to just need to go to LinkedIn. And um, that is what I have to say about that. Now, before we get into today's interview, two um, quick things. First of all, guess what? I decided that I'm going to start using like that poll situation on Spotify. Like, why not? For those of you who listen on Spotify, first of all, sorry on Apple. Apple needs to like start doing this. Um, Sorry to my listeners on that side, but if you want to, you know, vote in the poll, you can always jump over to Spotify, you know, before or after. And I'm going to start doing it every week because I think it's going to be kind of fun. We're going to start out with a super easy one right now. So if you've already, you know, if you're already listening to the podcast, you've probably already seen this. But if not, because it's new and you may have missed it, go back and vote. It's always just a yes, no question. Um, the way they have it set up, it's kind of fun. And this week, I'm going to be asking, or I am asking, do you think AI content in the entertainment space should be marked, watermarked, or something like this, like yes or no? Because these are some of the things that are being discussed, like on the Hill, on Capitol Hill, and so much more right now. And I'm just intrigued to see, like, what do you guys think about it? Um, So that's thing number one, polls, polls, polls. Um, Thing number two is, all right, let's just talk about really quickly. I'm going to do a deep dive into this um, for my next newsletter, which will be like whatever, Friday the, I mean, um, I guess Monday the 12th. But before this, who out here has heard about Lupe Fiasco doing this deal with Google for text FX? which is a larger part of something called Music FX, all of their AI tools intended for those who are out here working within the music space. Okay, like nobody, right? And so I'm going to get into a little bit more about that um, in my newsletter and just some ideas and, and insights around it. So you don't want to miss it. All right, all right. So now let us, drumroll please, get into this interview. I have someone who is a former executive uh, from BET, from Disney, and she's just really got it going on at kind of this intersection of technology, production, and just looking at, you know, kind of business in 
a really, really time efficient way, right? So if you're out here, you're listening to me as an executive or entrepreneur creator, what she has going on that just dropped is going to be able to help you if you are juggling a million different things like we all are and looking for a way to be able to handle that a little bit better, especially when it comes to maybe piloting some uh, projects or something like that using emerging technology. You have to even kind of get an even even better handle on that, like kind of calendar wise and the to do wise. We're going to hear more about this right now from DMA Anderson. She has a new platform called Corgi, and I will let her take it away right now. I had a chance to interview her a couple of days ago. So now we are about to jump right into it. Enjoy. Today. So DMA, what's going on? Welcome to the show. Thank you. um, Let's just start off with, I guess, um, your background, because it's just really fascinating and obviously leads into what you've created. So why don't we begin by you telling my fabulous listeners how you kind of got into the entertainment game? Sure. Uh, I started as a, a writer in terms of professionally being on the other side of the camera. So I actually started as a playwright uh, in New York when I was young and submitted for the Disney what was then called the Disney Writing Fellowship and was accepted and came home to California thinking, oh, I'll spend a year, you know, learning to write for television. But of course, I'll come back to New York and, you know, came home, found out about television, really loved what was happening and ended up staying here in Los Angeles, uh, writing for TV and then becoming a producer and then a showrunner and then a production company owner. Then I left and started a tech company to solve some of the problems that I was experiencing as a producer and fell in love with that. I had always been, you know, putting together tech solutions in the, in the places I was working, but it was the first time I was all the way in uh, and then was invited to become an executive again uh, by a network that was subscribing to my software and came back to television. And I've been doing them both ever since. So tech and entertainment. Which is, um, I think, a little bit unusual and unique, um, the way that you've approached it. So why don't we talk a little bit about some of the experience that kind of led you to creating this? Because you, I mean, she has been very, very humble in talking about like her background, which is like kind of mega. Do you want to get into a little bit more of the specifics and how those specifics kind of led to this kind of technology that helps to be able to, you know, kind of drive the programming in a more efficient way. Absolutely. And, and I just interjecting a moment about my background, because when you and I, we met, I saw your name and I was like, that's gotta be the same woman from back when I was a showrunner. You know, we had interacted. I love the crisscrossing of our worlds, uh, you know, as, as two women who move between entertainment and tech. So I'm very, very happy to see us intersecting again. So In all of the work that I've done, certainly as a producer, a showrunner, an exec, everything in entertainment, whether you're working with writers or producers or just fellow execs trying to get a slate, you know, moved forward. Um, Plus separate work that I've done as a strategist beyond entertainment, working with private sector companies, lots and lots of nonprofits, especially in education, government agencies, and more. Every time I am partnered with someone who's trying to get where they're trying to go, 
that number one question of how am I supposed to get from here to here almost always requires the answer, how are you managing your information? And we're all spinning a lot of information plates, Lauren, a lot. So you've got your project lists, to-do lists, things that are happening in your personal life and in your professional life. You've got things you're trying to get off the ground, things you're in the middle of. You've got things you need to just organize, like where am I in this task list? And then you have creative things you need to organize into a narrative flow. And what I kept finding when I was working with people across any single industry was they were trying to do all of those things across truly dozens of tools and tabs and devices. And I'm going to try this app. Well, I calendar with this, but I'm doing notes on this. And then I'm managing tasks over here. And we were all feeling very, very overwhelmed. And and I had read an article in in Harvard Business Review and HBR, where they called this the toggle tax. All of the time you you lose over the course of a year, just jumping around all of these tabs and screens and devices, trying to find the information, prioritize the information so you can get it done. And so for me and all of the tech I have built to date, I was always trying to solve something in a very specific industry for a very specific process. And And just over a year ago, I said, I think I can solve this kind of in a general market way, like a single tool to rule them all. Like what if we just did one thing that gave me a single screen I could manage my entire day from? And that's how Corgi Boards were born. So, but this is not your first foray into this area, right? You first were working on uh, kind of organizational platforms to be able to help with production, right? So yeah, my first was software kind of was, oh gosh, that was back in 2007. So that was my very first software and ultimately my first patent. And that was a production software with the same principles. Can I centralize all of the information I need for budgeting, scheduling, and cash flow into a single, simple, intuitive, beautiful interface? So that was a cloud-based production financials software. And that's when I really fell in love with solving problems that I was having, you know, in, in physical world and analog world with really cool, simple tech tools. And that was, you know, really early for the industry, right? Cause I mean, 2007, <laughs> yeah. I don't think a lot of people were kind of thinking, you know, in that manner. Uh, no one knew what I was talking about, Lauren. Let's break it down. I would say, oh, it's in the cloud. No one knew what the cloud was and what it's based on the internet. What about when I don't have access to the internet? And I would say, oh, no, we're going to have access to the internet all the time. No one no one knew what I was talking about. Uh, but I, you know, I, I had users for many, many years once people figured it out. But it was definitely ahead of its time. <laughs> So can you give any examples? And a lot of this was born out of your work at BET, was it not? Or other productions? Uh, well, the first production software was born out of my work as a producer and a showrunner. You know, when you're out there trying to pitch shows, um, and, and you know this, right? You're not just spitballing ideas. You've got to put, you know, all of these decks and whatnot together. But you've also got to be able to have a valid cost estimate. What's the estimated budget? to produce this. And in order to do that, this was back with that first software, right? You're juggling, you know, these very, very different budgeting softwares that everyone uses in the business. Plus you've got a calendar that you're using, who knows what calendar software for it. You're doing cash flow in a spreadsheet. So once again, you were jumping between screens, doing a lot of copying and pasting, and it made everyone bananas. 
So I wanted to make that easier. You know, I did a college access and success network next. It was the same thing. Like we're asking students to apply to college with their advisors or their families. And, you know, they've got to figure out financial aid and, you know, colleges that are looking for them and community organizations that support them and literally thousands of deadlines. And so I pushed all of that into this really simple social network interface. So that's been my go-to, right? Can we get all of the assets I need, all of the steps that I need, and all of the people that I need to get something done into an extremely simple and beautiful and navigable interface so I can do it all in one place? So how do you kind of see this being used by those either deeply entrenched in the innovation space or kind of looking to get into it, whether they might be executives or creators Mm -hmm. or whatever? I would say that if we're in the innovation space, which you and I live in and love, uh, then it might seem counterintuitive that something as straightforward as digital boards could be innovative. But what we wanted to do was make the interface recognizable, right? It's just notes on a whiteboard or corkboard or whatever you want to see it. But the innovation piece of it is what if we completely rolled everything I need to get my projects done into that single, simple, deceptively uh, beautiful interface. So if I'm in the innovation space and I am trying to launch a project, manage a project, you know, uh, create a narrative, you know, for my awesome, you know, VR experience, then we're going to go to a Corgi board and we're going to do what comes naturally. We're going to create cards and we're going to type on them. We're going to move them around. We're going to color code them. But then the next thing we get to do, that's the superpowers. Now, let's say for this card, I need to create an event. You know, this is, I have to make a call to such and such. Right from the card, in one click, I can launch and create an event right now on my Google Calendar. We're integrated into Google Workspace right now. It's going to create the event. It's going to attach it to the card. It's going to um, let me add files to the card. Or if I need to create a file, let's say I want to put together an agenda or some type of a quick synopsis or uh, an email template that I'm going to use in one click from the same board, boom, it's going to create that document. It's going to open it for me. And then it's going to add that to my card and it's going to folder it all for me into Google Drive. I literally don't have to do anything but think right and create and Corgi does everything else for me. So it moves my scheduling one into hyperspeed. It's incredibly fast to get things done. And two into this really calm experience because I never having to leave the board. So instead of 50 tabs open throughout the course of my day, I'm gonna have one tab open. And if I need to go get more research or do other things, I can use our our Chrome extension, the Corgi Clipper, and pass it straight back to the board and just close those tabs. So at the beginning of the day and the end of my day, as I'm out here trying to change the universe, I am doing it from a really clutter-free experience that's really fun to use. And so who do you see being, I guess, the initial users of this? Our initial users were definitely starting in entertainment because there is zero friction in understanding um, using boards and entertainment. You know, whether you are putting together a video game or you, you know, you write for uh, any television series or you're just trying to get a screenplay together or manage a slate for your production company. All of us, first of all, many of us still have physical boards. There's still sticky notes on the wall or on the desk or the, you know, the, the old-fashioned you know boards with the pushpin and the index cards. We've already learned to manage information 
uh, in that boards and colors and columns approach. So there's no friction. You know, we have about a 60 second onboarding if you already use boards, because now we're just telling you set your board up digitally and run. Um, so entertainment for all sectors of the industry, you know, from from premise to pitch to production to post, right? This is this is our our, our first space. And then we'll move into just project management, particularly with startups, because part of what we're trying to do to make this easier is we've pre-built a lot of boards. So these, if you don't know how to do production or you've done it a thousand times, there's a series of steps on our massive production boards. And so we've pre-built those for you. Here's all the steps, you know, here's suggestions of what, you know, add an event here, create a document here. We've even added templates. You don't have a call sheet template, use ours. So it will start with entertainment and expand pretty directly into um, entrepreneurship and, and other spaces of innovation so that people don't have to spend so much time finding things and managing things. They can be about solving problems and creating amazing things. And is it applicable to the music industry as well within entertainment? Oh, so, cause I think, you know, we're absolutely. talking a lot more about sounds like, you know, shows and programs and things like that. But I mean, this can facilitate for music videos and more, right? Listen, you're absolutely right. Thank you for that. In, you know, music videos, commercial space, anyone that, it doesn't, it can be an education tool. Anyone who's spinning plates and sometimes watching them crash. If you've got a vision for a single thing or a whole lot of things that you're trying to get done, this is a general market tool. Anyone can use it for anything. And that is, that's, it's my first general market tool. And that's what makes it so exciting and delightful for me. So now let's talk a little bit about um, kind of run up to this, because I think a lot of times people are like, okay, even if I have my system and it might be a little bit hectic, I know my system and I don't want to take the time to learn another system, even though it might be allegedly more efficient. How mm -hmm. would you answer, you know, that kind of person in terms of like, you know, that knowledge curve? It sounds like it's, you know, pretty easy to to get up to speed on it, but you know, you created it. So of course it's going to be, you know, very, very innate to you. But for those who are maybe, especially in the music industry, which we know is wonderfully <laughs> notorious for doing work in a, you know, in a car on their phone and they don't even really use email a lot of times, right? Out of, you're talking about hip hop. So you know, how do you, how do you see this being, um, you know, just used on the real, like day one, right? Absolutely. Listen, Ooh, I love that you asked that because what we are solving for isn't actually the tool itself. And I'm sure you and anyone else listening knows or yourself may have been someone who was like, I need a process and then got a tool thinking the tool itself was going to give you the process and then being frustrated because now I've got to learn a tool. I've already got enough to do. And so we are at Corgi a product a, a productivity ecosystem that's why we're doing the templates that's why they're webinars uh anyone can drag a card across a board but what i really want to help people do is get a system in place that feels organic and feels awesome and feels executable and so when you're joining corgi we've got the pre-built boards, we've got webinars, we've got office hours. What we want to do first 
is something that I've always done as a strategist, which is before we use any tool, let's talk about what you're trying to get done and how you're currently getting there. And what's so wonderful about the simplicity of the actual you know, interface of the board is we're not forcing you to, to use any way we work. It's a completely blank experience because, you know, some people may say, you know, I'm into Kanban, right? I just like to have a whole bunch of lists, you know, items on a list and I, and I like to move them left to right into whatever stage they're in. Okay. This is to do, this is in progress. This is, this is done, right? Okay. Well, you could do that with a corgi board or some people are really about categories uh, I'm some people. And so I might, if, if I am putting lists together or even a physical board together, I might have a column, even in a spreadsheet for every single thing I'm working and that I want to see all of the tasks for that underneath. Well, fine. That's how I'll set up my Corgi board. And then of course, in narrative flow, or for, you know, many of our testers who have mentioned, Hey, I've got ADHD. Um, and this is really a special tool for me because when you're in creative flow, you just need a place to put ideas. That's not forcing you to do two things at once. I need to dump my brain and then I'm going to organize it at another time. Fine. It's a blank board, dump your ideas, and then you can drag and drop and color code to your heart's content. And so we're trying to be a blank slate for people to work off of. So now how did you come up with the name? Ah, <laughs> so, uh, I grew up on cork boards in the industry. And so the first truly minimal, minimal, minimal viable product uh, that I built uh, had a cork board background as the default in index cards and push pin icons. So it looked like, so it looked like a cork board with, with, uh, with cards on it. And I called them corky boards. And then, you know, People would say Corgi and I was like, oh no, Corgi. And then I stopped and said, well, wait a minute, Corgi is cute. You know, I love Corgi dogs. Um, and then I really thought about when we were putting the brand mission and values together and that we had talked about being a trusted partner in people's journey, right? We're not giving you a tool and wishing you well. We have a whole ecosystem to shepherd you from this is what I'm trying to do to this is what I just did. And what what better kind of, evoking of that feeling than a dog then you're you know we call you know our we now say corgi is your goal's best friend right and so it's faithful it's it's loyal it's trustworthy it's it's playful it's fun and so we we switched to corgi from corky when i started talking about it it's corgi with a k k-o-r-g-i and uh that's where the name came from and all of the test users and uh, you had said earlier you know it's easy for me because you know i built it that's true. But we also have a year of test users and so much of what you see now is a direct response to an incredible group of users that stayed with us um, in, in real time saying, could it do this? What about this? Uh, and every time they talk about it, they clasp their hands and say corgi like they're talking about a dog. And it just brings me joy. <laughs> well, that's great. So almost no learning curve. Sounds really easy. Um, so how can people access it and talk to me a little bit about pricing. Absolutely. So they access it at corgiboard.com, K-O-R-G-I-B-O-A-R-D.com. And that is right now, it's it's live. You can absolutely sign up. Um, we're hoping people will join the launch party list because we really want a chance to meet people and talk to them about all of the ways we can support them um, You know, before they get started. So that launch party is this coming Saturday. Uh, uh, at 10 a.m. Pacific time. 
And we're excited, excited, excited about that. Um, but there's also a lot of help when you first sign up if you just follow the onboarding cards. And so that's where they would go to get started. Uh, and you know, we encourage people to share your interests when you first sign up so that uh, we can make sure we're matching you to the types of webinars and the in-app um, invitations and communities that might be helpful. Uh, in terms of pricing, let's start with the most important part for, for the free trial. It is a 100% free trial, with no credit card required for your first week. Um, and if you complete our, you know, get started steps, we will double that for you uh, in the application. So we want people to enjoy trying it without any worry about uh, providing a card or, you know, having a subscription show up and surprise them. In terms of pricing, we wanted to be extremely competitive in the productivity tool space. Uh, so uh, we have both quarterly and annual subscriptions. And right now, the annual subscription is at 119 for Corgi Plus, which is the most robust version of it, uh, 59 a year for Corgi Play. And that version doesn't have the integration with Google Workspace. Other than sign in, it's just the cards and links if you just need something to brainstorm on. But for launch week, we are slashing those, and I mean really slashing those, $69 a year um, for uh, a full year's subscription to Corgi Plus. And that comes down to, as you can imagine, less than six bucks a month. And this is for a productivity tool that replaces a whole lot of other productivity tools, uh, as long as you are operating inside of the Google Workspace system. Um, otherwise, we are working very very, very hard to integrate Microsoft 365 next for those users. Wow. So a lot going on. It's funny that we're having this conversation now because there've been um, a couple of stories in the Hollywood Reporter over the last couple of days um, about Issa Rae saying that just from her kind of observations of certain things going on in the industry right now, that she wants to be prepared to not necessarily rely on the formal structure of, of Hollywood and to mm -hmm, maybe start mm -hmm. to think about doing more independent scenarios. I'm wondering now, just to kind of, you know, broaden the conversation a little bit, what you think about that and how this tool might be coming at just the right time, maybe for people who are, are looking and starting to think in that same way. Uh, Absolutely. And Issa Rae's, I, I loved that interview just over a year ago. I do a lot of mentoring. I do a lot of uh, meetings with professional groups. You know, uh, I really want to make sure that creatives are feeling deeply empowered because there has never been a time in the entertainment industry like the current time. In terms of the formal issues we're having, to Issa's point, to your point, there's never been a time like this. We are seeing a very deep disruption of the industry as it has always worked. And the industry as it has always worked has not been equitable um, or accessible for everybody. And so what we've seen in the past, well, certainly in the past nearly 20 years with the advent of social media, but absolutely in the past 10 years is an unprecedented opportunity for people to create and bring content to their own custom audiences. In terms of where Corgi fits into that, that's why we are bundling our tool with webinars and with community and with support and Q&A and office hours, because we want to have this single space you can go to, to ask the questions you need to ask, learn the things that would help you move faster and have a tool that you know makes all of it easier to execute. 
So I do think it's a great time. Certainly, I started talking and posting about this, you know, just over a year ago, saying creatives, it is really time to talk about being an independent creative. And that's not new. You know, we've seen influencers um, rise and and move very far away from the, uh, you know, from analog world, from 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 television and, and film, as as certainly I came up understanding it, and and many 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 of them be wildly successful being able to take content um, straight to an audience uh, and connect directly to an audience. And there's no time like now to start thinking about how to do that yourself. Great. So if people who are listening now um, and are thinking about that, this could be that platform. And actually, you know, it's funny. What also came to mind when you were speaking just now is it's not just creatives who are maybe looking to um, broaden their opportunities but what about so many people in the entertainment industry who've been laid off and looking to be able to bring their ideas, you know, to the market in a different way or just be able to rebrand themselves, right? All of these yes. types of things need different tools that we maybe haven't either thought of before or that could use an upgrade. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. I started my own group for friends who are saying, do I really want to go after another executive job or can I take all of this, you know, time, talent and treasure and, and do me. And I am a hundred percent on the side of self-actualization and anything I can do to help people propel themselves towards the most fulfilling, exciting, blessed version of their own projects and their own vision that they can possibly achieve. Well, this seems like a perfect note on which to end. Is there anything else that you'd like to add? I would just like to say thank you. Thank you for all you do and have done. Thank you for this platform and the opportunity to talk about Corgi with you and your listeners. Um, and here's to truly doing amazing things, all of us together in the next you know, 12 months. Thank you so much for giving us the inside scoop on this DMA. Wait a second. You said that it's already out now, but the launch date, what's the official launch date? The the live date is officially today and our oh launch gosh. party is Saturday. So you are okay. the first person I'm talking I was, to. I was wondering, I was wondering, I was like, wait yep. a second, do I have like a little exclusive here or what's going on? You do. But okay, so today we are taping this. On February 5th, um, the show always drops on Thursday. So in a couple of days, it'll drop. But um, we were the first to at least capture this live. So yes, thank you so much. And I wish you and your team nothing but success with all of this. Thank you so much. Talk soon. Okay. Okay. So I hope that you enjoyed that interview. As has been said, we all have so many different projects, ventures, et cetera, et cetera, going on. And so it is just great to be able to have a new platform that helps you to be more organized. We're all navigating these new realities, trying to figure them out, whatever things all over the place. And it is a lot, right? Oh my gosh. All right. So let's talk about next episode. I have a couple of things on the burner, right? And I'm not sure which are going to fall into place exactly for next week. So I'm not going to commit right now. But you know you don't want to miss the next episode because I always keep it fire for you guys. That's just how it is. I love being able to do this. And really, nobody is is out here like kind of tracking this new space. 
of these emerging technology pillars, the main five, as they intersect with entertainment and music like I am, and I just love being able to do it. As an innovation strategy consultant, running my agency, you guys know Link Agency, spelled phonetically L-N-K, um, I just love being able to do this, and I want really everybody to win, because as I've said before, we're in this space now, kind of a, like musical chairs, right? And the music is going, everybody's kind of trying to decide what to test out and who like partners should be and all that. And in a certain moment, the music will stop and everything will be set for decades to come. And you want to make sure that you are winning inside of that, but on your own authentic terms, not comparing to others and all that. Um, and the way that you'll be able to do this is by being armed with enough insights information and kind of additional ways of looking at things so that you can really make those decisions that are supportive. And I am just here to be able to help you do that through the Beats and Bites podcast each and every Thursday. So if you like this episode, give me five stars. Don't forget to follow so you never miss an episode. And I hope you have a great day or night wherever you are.